comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Stealing internet bandwidth from the man. Everybody. Welcome back to episode. Episode. Uh, it's the pain pills. Welcome to half hour wasted episode five oh four. Five oh four. It's just me and Frank again today. Bill is. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not here. I guess. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is traveling um, the wide open roads of Oklahoma. That's right. Chasing tornadoes and and. Uh, uh, settling feuds between ranchers and farmers. I think that's what the Oklahoma play was about. I could see Bill seen it. sitting down with a couple of warring families. You know, like if Bill was around when the Hatfields and McCoys were having their thing, he, Bill would sit down and go, all right, guys, let's talk this out. And then an hour and a half later, you know, Mr. Hatfield and Mr. McCoy have either shot themselves in the head or they're all asleep. <laughs> Or they, or they agreed that okay, what do we have yeah. to take to get this guy yeah. to stop talking? Hey, hey, Let's yeah, we'll agree to <laughs> something if you'll just stop talking for five minutes. Yeah, we love you, Bill. Love you, Bill. You're, so this episode, Bill, you're um, my brother, and I mean it. All right. And that, uh, and you know, and with any brother, uh, sometimes they drive you crazy. I would right? expect if you and Frank, uh, you and Bill, ever did a show without me that you would Uh just pummel me with insults and teasings and jokings around. I would expect not anything less than that. Oh, the Foo Fighters are so great. (laughs) I love love Prince. Let me play a song for you. Okay. Spider-Man. All right. Hey, uh, you're using a different microphone this recording. Well, with the new uh, setup, um, I am, I, I went, when, when I redid a, my whole setup thing, I went from the, the USB snowball microphone to the, the old school right. way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot, I don't have Skype up on my laptop right now, so I forgot you were looking at me because <laughs> I had a, a web browser open. But yeah, I right. have to, with the new recording, I'm using the old school but, yeah, uh, you you sound you you sound fine. It's just I noticed sure. visually a, a difference. Of course, uh, we we were going to talk a little bit about just like a, some movie news that has kind of popped up a little bit, yeah. and we've kind of cobbled the news from here and there. So at times we may not have the story a hundred percent, but we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about 
uh, some of the geek movies and some of the stuff that maybe we're looking forward to that have been delayed again. Yeah, and by and the time this about, episode gets published, you know, things may probably might have changed again for specific movies we mentioned. And one thing I brought up right off the top of the bat was, uh, you know, I wonder how movie theaters are going to look next year. And I'm not talking about like movie theaters will be gone 100%. I'm talking more about like uh, there's going to be less of them. And, you know, because some, I know Regal has, you mentioned earlier, Brad, Regal has declared bankruptcy. So they're, they're closing. They're closing yeah. Let me find that. They're closing. <clears throat> oh, I went away from it. They're closing all 500 something cinemas here in the United States. All of their Regal, uh, I forget what they're called. Regal cinema. Maybe it's just Regal cinema. I don't know, but yeah, they're closing 500 movie theaters. Um, there's a, Alamo Draft House. There's like six of those in the DFW area. It's a really nice place. Go watch a movie, um, have some adult beverages and some really nice food. They don't tolerate cell phone use at all. They encourage you to rat out your neighbors when they're on their cell phone or being distracting. It's really nice for those that love movies and don't want to be bothered by any of the... uh, Nonsense. Right. And this oh and this is how you order food when you go. So <clears throat> there's a there's a tray that sits between, you know, you and your your neighbor and or maybe you pull one out for yourself and there's this really dim light that just kind of shines down at your crotch from underneath and you hold your menu down there under the tray and you can see or what you're doing. Or admire your crotch. <laughs> yeah, or you could look at your crotch. And then there's pieces of paper and little golf pencils and you write down what you want and then you just set it up in the little paper holder at the front of your tray. And when the waiter sees your paper sitting there, they walk over, they bend down so they don't disturb you. They grab the paper and they walk away. You know, they don't sit there and they, they don't, okay, you want what size of that? Do you want? No, we got blue cheese. Yeah, that's no problem. You know, it's none of that stuff. They just right. take your thing, walk away. It's a great place to go to watch a movie and not be disturbed, but still be able to eat, you know, unless your partner is like a, a mouth a mouth chewer, yeah. Uh, I have a. Uh, I but anyway, they're remember. closing four of the six temporarily in of those Alamo Draft House. When I saw Black, I always have good experiences at Alamo Draft House, and when I went to go see um, Black Panther, um, the woman next to me. Um, very pleasant. We, we had a great conversation, uh, before the movie started. And once it started, we got into it. But when Chadwick Bowman, uh, showed up for the first time in his, um, Black Panther suit, uh, I heard her audibly go, "Mm." yeah, (laughs) like she, she, like uh, uh, and I laughed and I think she heard me, but it it, it was fine. It it was just, it it was, (laughs) she just had a moment where it was just like, damn, I had that moment. I also, when I, when I watched Aquaman, some girl did that when Jason Momoa popped out the first time. Really? Yeah. She was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. I also saw a guy one time, uh, you know, you're talking about how the wait staff, you basically write it on a card. Yeah. And then it, you know, goes and comes back. I don't, I can, I think this is what happened, but I'm not sure. This guy, he placed his order. The, the, before the waiter went away, 
He said something to them. Just very briefly, the waiter nodded. Ten minutes later, they came back with four pizzas, and the guy put his hands on his head, and he was just like, no, 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 no. I, I think what he said was I wanted it sliced. in. I want it in four slices, but oh, wow. they, <laughs> they misrun it. Brought him four pizzas. pizzas instead. Yeah. Maybe he wrote an I, I X4, also, like X4, like slice it into four. Yeah. Maybe he wrote that, that on the page something, something like that. Yeah. Um, this guy wants and four I had, pizzas. I had one incident where uh, I got there and I didn't bring my wallet. I had bought my, I had bought my ticket online. Mm. I scanned it with my phone, but I left my wallet at home, when I, but I ordered food. And so at the end of the evening, when it came time to bill, write, uh, bill up, go, I, I wrote on the card, I forgot my wallet. Uh, I'll talk to the manager after the movie. <laughs> and so uh, they took it. They looked at it. They nodded. And then uh, sure enough, after the movie, uh, the waiter came over and I explained. And I ended up leaving my phone as collateral. Mm, and okay. I just went home, yeah, got my wallet. Came back. They, I, they said I didn't have to, but I told them, uh, I won't, you know, uh, sure. I, I want you to know I'm coming back. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they were very cool about that too. That was kind of embarrassing. Well, it's happened to everybody. I went to lunch with um, Chris, my boss, uh, a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Alexa, I did not say your name. Would you please be quiet? Thanks for letting me know. Alexa, cancel for crying out loud. I'm trying to record a show here. I don't understand your request. Alexa, cancel. I did not say her name, and yet she woke up. That's really creepy. I apologize for that outburst. (laughs) I take it that happens quite a bit. Well, no. It it seems like it only happens when I'm recording. It's really bizarre. Um, Anyway, I went to lunch with my friend Chris. And I forgot my wallet. You know, it is embarrassing. You know, he's like, oh, it's cool, man. I, I, I got it. You'll do it next time. I'm like, yeah, of course. But anyway, yes, it happens. It happens to everybody. And sure, it's embarrassing. But, you know, I think that was classy of you to say, I'm going to leave my phone here. Because people know if you're willing to part with your phone these days, that mm-hmm. th- that's, that's like a, a big statement. You know what I'm saying? Like oh this guy, this guy. I'm 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 not. It's like leaving a driver's license, you know, or leaving a phone. It's like a big deal, you know. This guy's serious. He just left his cell phone with me. This guy's coming back for sure. I know because I've got his phone. You know what I mean? I'm gonna Um, leave my five year old child here with you, and I'm gonna go home (laughs) and get my wallet. This guy's serious. He just left me his kid. So yeah. It happens. Uh, he did give him a whole bunch of candy before he left, but yeah. um, but we got we got some movies that have kind of caught and uh, moved around or uh, shifted in distribution. The the big one I saw was the new Pixar movie Soul uh, is going to be released uh, much like Mulan through the uh, through the Disney Plus app. Which is kind of surprising because it's a Pixar movie, and Pixar movies, uh, even the bad ones, do very well. Yeah. I mean, so I think I might have talked about this on the show also. I went to a socially distant drive through family get-together of some kind in the parking lot 
of a studio movie grill that had been closed because of the pandemic. And there was a poster on the wall for this movie called Soul. And this was months ago. You know, I know it's common to to see movie posters for a movie that won't come out until next year or six months from now. I, I get that, but I had never heard of this movie. I had no idea it was even being made. And then here we are, you know, five months later or whatever, and hearing that it's going to be probably not shown in theaters at all. This will probably be what this is. There's really never been a, 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 a Pixar movie that's done this before, right? No, no. You know, and I, I had mentioned earlier, you know, even, you know, all Pixar do movies do well, especially the bad ones. I mean, yeah. really, for record, the only bad one was, I think it was called The Good Dinosaur. Uh, was that but Pixar? That was, that was a Pixar movie. Hmm. Um, and a, I, I think it was just, uh, it was just timing in a rushed movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it and it was extremely okay. Um, but it, it, you know, it didn't have that, that Pixar magic. Um, uh, there, there were problems with, I think they, they had to switch directors halfway through production. And so, you know, whatever happened, happened. But, you know, if you were to rank all of the, uh, the Pixar movies, that would probably be towards the bottom, if not the bottom. Hmm. I don't, I don't honestly don't really even remember hearing about that movie. Yeah, I mean that—that's why it pretty much came and went, and it, it was just you know, just a dinosaur who had a uh, who had a caveman, uh, or who had a cave boy who acted like a dog. So the dinosaur was basically playing the human role, and the human was playing like the animal role. Gotcha. Yeah, <clears throat> I gotcha. Um. But, you know, we, we still have Black Widow, which was going to be a tentpole movie for this year. Uh, Lord knows. I think that's being moved to 2021. Yeah, it got moved uh, to I think, May, I thought. Yeah. There were which two, May feels... That, there were two big Marvel movies that got moved to next year. I think. I think there were two big ones that got moved to next year. Somebody's, you had mentioned something about Doctor Strange earlier. What did you say about him and Spider-Man? Oh, well, when Sony makes a, a third Spider-Man movie, Doctor Strange, it's just been announced that Benedict Cumberbatch will be in it as Doctor Strange. And there's been a lot of rumors that in the next Spider-Man movie that Andrew Garfield will show up portraying his version of Peter Parker, that Tobey Maguire will show up playing his version of Peter, Magu of Peter Parker. And the idea that Doctor Strange is going to be in the new Spider-Man movie lends credence to that because the new Doctor Strange movie that is supposed to come out is called, was it called Multiverse of Madness or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, it lends um, substance to the idea that Marvel does, you know, is part of a multiverse now and there are multiple versions of our heroes and, you know, if it would make sense to see all the old versions of Spider-Man that have been in movies come together in a Spider-Verse type of situation. I think that would be great. That would be so much fun to see the three yeah. movie Spider-Man together. And I don't know if the actor is still alive, but you know, it was a, uh, there, there was a TV version of Spider-Man, uh, for a while that, uh, 
Yeah. Back in the in the eighties, you know, if that actor is still with us, it'd I, be kind of great I to kind of you know he doesn't have to. You know, he doesn't have to put on the suit, but right. it would be fun to see him, you know. That actor was one of the, he was one of the youngest kids in the Sound of Music movie. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm, I don't think I have my wires crossed on that one at all. I think, yeah, the guy who ended up playing Peter Parker in the live action TV show of the 80s, 70s or 80s, was the kid from, the youngest kid from uh, Sound of Music. But anyway, yeah, it'd be cool to see him show up. I mean, when DC did it with their crisis crossover and with all their TV shows, you know, they had Tom Welling come back <laughs> from Smallville as, as a Superman. It was neat to see all that stuff. So it is. I would love to see it's, it with Spider-Man, too. Yeah. I rewatched Doctor Strange the other day while I was laying on the couch. You- yeah, you sent Bill and me a, a text at like 10 in the morning, yeah. and it said something like, uh, Dr. Strange, watch you rewatching Dr. Strange. It's so cool. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was really fun. I liked it a lot. Even, even uh, Cumberbatch's American accent, hello, I am I don't Dr. think Strange. it's that bad. I am an American. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I mean, I can hear it every once in a while, but. I think British people do American accents better than Americans do British accents. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's um I mean I I didn't have a problem with it at all really. Uh I I think I only saw it in theaters once and I've seen it um streaming well maybe once too. Uh I definitely like it. It is a crazy movie visually. It is so crazy. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it is amazing. And I, and the latest, the new director for Madness, uh, help me out. What's his name? Sam Raimi. Uh, he did this. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah. He, I think he's going to be a great choice. Yeah, I think, especially uh, if he involves, I bet you he sneaks in some Spider-Man cameos. I mean, yeah, that would be cool. But even if he doesn't, just the fact that him doing a, a Doctor Strange movie is probably very cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. I wish I could remember which other Marvel movie it was that got moved other than Black Widow. Let's see. Um, you know, Frank, I bet Wonder Woman even gets pushed out of Christmas into next year. It, it kind of feels like it. Yeah. Just just the way the whole uh, uh, COVID thing is moving, you know, because we, we want to wait for a vaccine and while the numbers are still steady, it, it just kind of feels like next year is going to be the year when everything, we shift back to normal. Uh, the thing which, you know, I, we're, we're all looking for. The thing I miss most um, post-COVID is going to a, a concert, live music concert. Yeah. I was supposed to have gone to, I think, at least four at this point in time, but they were all canceled or postponed. Have you done any virtual concerts? Um, Not yet. I mean, the... There's one coming up, I think next this week or next week, as we record this. May have already happened by the time this episode gets published, but it's a concert that has many different bands, and uh, <laughs> the Foo Fighters are participating in it, so I'd probably mm-hmm. watch that. But, I mean, it's not the same. Being For me, being at a concert with live music is the best, and a lot of it has to do with the music, you know, in the band that I like, but also has to do with 
people watching, you know, uh, that's part of the fun for me. Or when the whole audience sings along with the song and the band, yeah, you know, the band, uh, the lead singer stops and lets the crowd do the work. I think that's the best. And it gives me goosebumps. I mean, they're, they're, like I said, there was at least three, possibly four live music shows I was supposed to have seen over the last five months that, uh, got taken away from me because of COVID. I have a, um, a friend of mine whose brother-in-law, uh, he is Irish and, uh, he's a working musician in Ireland. And, uh, so to make ends meet, he has been doing, um, virtual concerts and, and basically he asked for tips, uh, you know, in Ireland he would, he would do a lot of bars and, and, you know, he did some session stuff and and so uh, he's been doing this. So I have, uh, I have, uh, you know, tipped him in advance without really seeing the shows because yeah. it's just, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I want to support him. But it, it, for me, the experience is just kind of hollow. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, because he's there, he's talking to a camera, he's making banter. But when there's people there and he can react to them. Uh, that's really nice too. His music is great. He does a great job. Uh, he's a beautiful musician, but it's it's a different experience for me. Sure. I mean, but what else are they supposed to do in these times? You know. Exactly. I mean, exactly. People are starting to, like, especially like stand up comedy. They're starting to have like socially distant events where they're separating people in the crowd, and you know, the crowd's way far away from the stage. And there's a lot, I've seen a lot of comedians doing that these days, but. I mean, what else is a, there's a local musician here. Um, he was based in the DFW area for a long time. I think he moved to Houston. His name is Gary Kyle. He's a country artist, Texas uh, boy. And there's something about live music that enables me to enjoy certain types of music more than I, than I would if, if I was like listening to a CD of it, you know, like I don't really care for country music that much, but watching it performed live, it's different. There's just something about live music that makes it special and enables me to enjoy certain genres of music more. Well, I had seen this guy, Gary Kyle at a place called flips over the past several years on Tuesday nights. Cause me and my buddy Kevin would go to trivia on Tuesday nights at this place called flips (laughs) And now we, flips is this where we would meet um, yes Brian Nixon uh, Brian Nixon yeah when you come in okay yeah. cool. but there was hi, another, Brian Nixon hi Brian there was another restaurant that one was in Grapevine this one was in East Fort Worth um, where we would go to trivia and then this guy Gary Kyle would be playing so when trivia was done we'd walk out and there there's the same guy playing music and that we saw last week and the week before. And I'm like, I looked at Kevin. I said, let's just sit here for a while and listen to this guy. Ended up long story, ended up really liking him. And, uh, so during COVID he's been not performing and he's got, I think he's got six kids now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's got a lot of kids. His wife just had, she either had six or seven and I'm not exaggerating. I think it might've been seven to be quite honest, but so I imagine he's struggling and he's been doing, he was doing like live stuff like you were talking about. And then he's been posting things like if anybody wants a private home show or whatever, you know, hit me up. Then he started ending up having to sell some of his 
equipment, his guitars. Oh, yeah. No. So yeah, it got it got real. He's been performing a lot more lately in different places now that you know some restaurants and bars are staying open and you know everybody's being careful or whatever. But um, yeah, it got it. I my whole point is I can't imagine having the ability to make a living taken away the way it has been. That would just be awful. I, I guess it's I've been lucky that I've been able to have a job throughout all of this. But, uh, you know, to be like a musician, a performer is at the whim of the places that they perform at. You know, they can't go and perform at Flips if Flips is closed. Right. You know what I mean? So I, it's, it's got to be frustrating. It's just got to be awful and frustrating. And, but we're starting to see, I'm starting to, at least on social media, see Gary Kyle is performing it, you know, more and more. So that makes me happy. Good. It is a. Uh, um, uh, it is admirable how people have really kind of uh, found ways to to make things work career wise or work wise, uh, uh, especially comedians. You had mentioned comedians doing live shows. I had heard about this one comedian in San Francisco. No, in Canada, Vancouver. Uh, he was doing backyard shows. Yeah. Uh, so he would uh, he would just perform, him and some buddies would perform in the backyard and uh, and they had the chairs apart and uh, they, they would do some sets Some people would tip and uh, they would sell beverages even though they didn't have a license. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, they've been he's been making it work with some other comedians, too, especially comedians who, you know, for the most part, that's their career. Well, I've seen I've said it before. But I've seen throughout all this COVID stuff, I've seen a lot of good from people. I've seen a lot of bad from people, but I've seen a lot of good from people, a lot of unselfishness, a lot of giving from people. And I've mentioned him before on the show, but I found this YouTube musician. His name is Mark Rubelet. Um, He is... Uh, uh, I don't know what he did before he started doing music full time, but he's got his own YouTube channel. His name is Mark M A R C Rebelet. It's French, but it's spelled R E B I L L E T. He's very talented. He makes his own music, but I watched and he does a lot of live streams. And I watched a live stream on um, uh, Labor Day or whatever it was recently, and um, uh, I just was watching the tips come in. Just all these tips, people were just tipping him, tipping him, and tipping him. It's just, this is what this guy does for a living now. He makes music. He goes out and performs when he can. He does live streams. And he's making money because people are just generous. They like what he's doing. They realize yeah. this is all the income this guy has is, you know, these tips that people are giving. So I liked him, and I ended up tipping him because it felt good. I mean, I want him to be able to do this because I like what he does. And if I can help a little bit with a tip, you know, I'm going to do it. Like when I ordered Amazon Fresh, I've ordered it twice probably um, since, you know, just in general. But there's always an option for a tip, you know, for the driver. I make sure they get a tip because they got to make money somehow. 
Yeah, exactly. I think I just think, and that's good. And that's good for you to recognize too. Well, it's just I've seen a lot of good. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying I've seen a lot of. I've always been a good tipper, I think, but it it makes me feel good when I see other people realizing that even a little bit can help somebody who really needs it. Right. And watching all those tips come in on that live stream. It was really nice to see, and it, it gives me hope sometimes. You know, I see a lot of things in the world that, that made me just hate humanity in general, just be embarrassed to be a human being. But then I see a lot of good stuff, and I'm like, okay, we can get through this. We can, there's good people left. And, and I think, uh, you know, the, the early parts of the, the whole, whole COVID thing, you know, we saw wide swings of both, you know, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And and it feels like at this point we have found something. There's still people struggling. It's not over, but I think we have found a comfortable medium where we all kind of agree on this is how things work. This is how we need to to help each other. And uh, you know, if we just all we all just need to be cool. A friend of mine, he uh, uh, well, you know, Amy the girl. Mm-hmm. She said she had a uh, 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 student teacher conference right before her son started first grade and the teacher said something along the lines of like okay so this is new to us too we're going to try our best to kind of you know help you and you need to help us and we need to be forgiving we all just need to be cool with each other for a little bit <laughs> because it's just like mistakes are going to get made sure. uh, in the process because this is the first time but you know just l- let's give each other a little bit of leeway while we're figuring this out yeah, you're always going to have people that aren't going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah. you've got a job to do. Doesn't matter what the situation is. I'm a paying customer. You will do what I want. Blah blah blah. Well, it's customer's always right. Not that simple anymore. It's just not. No, it's not. And the customer isn't always right. Sometimes the customer's a jerk. <laughs> you know, my daughter uh, works at Victoria's Secret. She has for a long time. And she'll tell me stories of customers that are on both sides of the spectrum. The kindest, most gracious, understanding customers. And then stories of just the meanest customers you've ever seen. You know, that would be mean regardless of what the world situation is like. And uh, there's, there's both kinds out there. Yeah. Yeah, re- retail, and I, I imagine food service, like waiters and waitresses, have have it difficult because they have to deal so much with the public. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and there's just there, there's different um, versions of of what is acceptable or what is nice. Uh, there, there's a comedian. I think his name is John McClaney. He's a real skinny, lanky guy. John Mulaney. You know who I'm? John Mulaney. John Mulaney. He Thank used you. to write for Saturday Night Live, and he would write all the jokes for uh, Bill Hader's Stefan sketches. Uh, so I heard, I saw. Okay. Uh, I saw a bit with him on YouTube where he was talking about being a writer at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And how. Um, uh, he was writing, he was working with Mick Jagger and how Mick Jagger's skew of what the world is, is so much different from everybody else's because Mick Jagger goes on the stage. Everybody loves him. Right. You know, and Mick Jagger says, says, I want a Diet Coke and a Diet Coke appears. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Right. And so, you know, and he goes, you know, Mick Jagger is super talented and stuff, but I don't think he, he, his idea of what nice isn't what my idea of nice is. And he went on about like, um, about like he would, he would do a joke and Mick Jagger would go, not funny. (laughs) And then uh, then he, he changed a little bit, goes funny. Yeah. Put it in. And, And, you know, that that's an example of what is, you know, how Mick Jagger's experience of what the world is, is way different than yours and mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And, and, you know, but he's, he's a talented person and, uh, and he, you know, he, he, you know, he, he, he's a smart businessman too, from what I understand. He, he's very talented when it comes to the, um, when to the business side of things as well. Yeah. John Mulaney's very funny. And Mick Jagger, he's maybe he should listen to his own words when he says, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> right. And he definitely was not bad-mouthing sure. uh, um, uh, uh, Mick Jagger. He was just, you know, just different perspectives. All right, baby, let's wrap this puppy up. Okay, man. Oh, yeah, man, my pain I pills, my notes My pain pills uh, wearing off. Okay, good. Bringing up the docks, bringing up that boilerplate. Yeah because I don't know it by heart. Here we go. Thank you for listening to A Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail for any of the Half Hour Wasted shows at 469-298-9739 or go wax type 9. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.